just a little while, and then we'll go and eat together and fellowship and enjoy the day. Numbers chapter 9, I don't believe, as far as I know, that I've ever preached from this scripture, nor from, uh, uh, considering this uh, topic or this thought or this record in the Word of God, but it really is on my heart, and I want to try by the help of God, if He will help me, uh, to preach to you this morning and ask the Lord to help us together. Numbers chapter 9, let's all stand together if you're able and willing to do so out of reverence and honor the reading of the Word of God. I think you'll find that everything the Lord's doing is just going to tie all together, and I'm thankful for that this morning. Numbers chapter 9, verse number 15, and on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony. And at even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. So it was always, the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. When the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after that the children of Israel journeyed. And in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed. Now at the commandment of the Lord, they pitched. As long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. When the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days, then the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed not. And so it was when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, According to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents, and according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was when the cloud abode from even until the morning, that the cloud was taken up in the morning, they journeyed. Whether it was by day or by night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. Whether it were two days or a month or a year that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. At the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents. And at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I woke up the other morning, the Lord touching my heart and dealing my heart, and the thought came to me on joy in the journey. That's what I want to preach on this morning, joy in the journey. Now, we're ready and you're hearing this morning in the book of Numbers chapter 9. It's very much the same record that you find in the book of Exodus as well toward the end of the book about the establishment or the completion of the tabernacle. And then the Bible tells us that the Lord appeared in the cloud and he did so by day and fire by night and he abode upon the tabernacle. And the children of Israel watched this and they allowed this to lead them all the days that they journeyed. The Lord began to deal with my heart about the fact that you and I are in a journey since the day that the Lord saved us. And the reality is that the first time that this pillar of cloud and fire is mentioned is directly after they were led out of Egypt by the hand of God. And it declares to them the always present presence 
of God, that he is always there with them. And I'm glad this morning uh, that we can look in the scriptures and it's been mentioned uh, this morning. He said in the book of Matthew, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. It said here in verse 16, So it was always the cloud by day and the fire by night. We can look in the book of Hebrews and as it was mentioned this morning about contentment, the reason uh, that we can be content, that we can rest uh, in the security of the sovereignty and the power of God is he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's what the Bible said. Be content with such things as you had for. He has said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. And so it doesn't matter how much we have or how little we have. None of that affects the power and the sovereign will of Almighty God. But I'm glad this morning that despite what we may or may not have in this life does not affect, should not affect the joy in our journey. The joy of our journey is directly proportional to the presence of God and our resting in and being comforted by the presence of God among us. We don't have joy in our circumstances. We don't have joy in our possessions. All those things produce happiness, which is temporal. But our joy is directly related to how much we will confide and reside and rest in the fact that God is with us and leading us and He is in control. The children of Israel came to realize the fact that everything they needed was going to be supplied by the cloud. And you and I must rest and can rest in the fact that everything we need shall be supplied by the hand of Almighty God who dwells and walks with us. The scriptures say he has said that he will supply all our need according to his riches and glory. Now that, that's been taken and went far off in left field. That does not mean that God will fill your bank account. That does not mean God will give you everything you want. But it means that everything you necessarily need in this life, God said he would see to you and take care of you as his child. David said, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. And God will take care of you. You and I can have joy. I, thank God, can have joy in my journey resting in the confidence that God is with us. He is with me and He is with you. One of the greatest titles and there are many in the Word of God that's ever given to Christ. In the Old Testament it said He would be Emmanuel. It's being interpreted is God with us. And we understand and know that He literally did come in a body of flesh. He was born of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. That you and I might receive the adoption of sons. We understand that. But thank God He's still with us in the purse of the Holy Ghost. He walks with us and talks with us. The writer said and tells us He we are his own and thank God this morning we can have joy in the journey when we rest in the fact and come to the realization by the aid of the Holy Ghost that everything we need will be provided by him we spend too much of our time trying to meet needs we can't even provide We we spend so much of our time trying to figure out things that we cannot figure out but everything we need it will follow the cloud it will follow God will produce joy in the journey. This cloud, they depended on it as their guide. 
That's the first mention of the cloud. That's the, its first purpose was to guide the people. The Bible said God brought them out of Egypt by a high and mighty hand. Delivered them through. Gave them favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. They spoiled them. And then the Bible said they began their journey through the way of the wilderness. And it said God led them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. In other words, God said, you follow me. Wherever I go, that's where you go. Every step I take, you take that step. Every time I stop, you stop. Don't get out in front of me. Don't lag behind, but follow me. And if you and I, I'll preach to myself this morning if we'd be a little closer and have our eyes fixed on him a little harder and every step he took we'd take and when he said stop we stop and rest in the fact that even though we're not going forward we have the idea in our church world today that it's wearing people out that obedience always means going forward. One writer said it takes just as much obedience for you to sit still as it does for you to go forward and so if God says to stand still then you better stand still and you better walk when God says walk and you better stop when God says stop and we better depend on Him for our God. The Bible said ain't it amazing that the Lord writes in language that you and I can understand. In this scripture I read in your ear and he said whether it was two days or a month or a year that the cloud abode on the tabernacle they stayed in their place. They didn't question why they were there. They didn't question why weren't we going farther. They didn't say what about it. They didn't try to find something else. They followed God for they knew they could not make it without Him. They rested in Him. They didn't go out Try to find them. I understand they had some times, and we'll see that hopefully if the Lord wants us to in some scripture ahead. They had some times that they weren't satisfied with God's direction, but I'm glad that there were some times they were. The Bible said, well, as long as the cloud abode, they rested in their tent. I'm not up here preaching about laziness, but thank God there remaineth a rest to the people of God. And the only way you can rest in the Lord this morning is to put your faith and your confidence in Him, whether it's two steps, or whether it stays still, whether it's a mile of the journey, wherever God goes, He's your guide, and you're following Him, hand in hand, we walk each day, hand in hand along the way, walking thus, I cannot stray, hand in hand with Jesus. Thank God He's our guide this morning. We ought to get our direction from Him. It's what the people did they said, Lord, where do we go? When the cloud picked up off the tabernacle and began to move whichever direction it went, that's the way the people went. They didn't form a committee and say, now we think we ought to go east, but God's going west. They just turned west and followed God. If God led them around in circles, and by the way, He did in the Scripture, there are going to be some detours in our life. And the Bible said He led them not through the land of the Philistines when He brought them out of Egypt because they were men of war and Israel was unskilled. But He led them the roundabout way in the wilderness. And they followed God because they rested and had confidence He knew the way to go. Job rested in God. And Job said, He knows the way I take. 
And when he tried me, I'll come forth as gold. Uh, the reason Job knew that God knew is because Job was taking the way uh, that God was putting before him. And you and I, sometimes we don't like the detours. And we don't like the roundabout ways. We want the most direct way, especially when we're in a storm. We want to go direct out of it. Uh, but sometimes it ain't the will of God. Uh, just rest in Him. Find joy in Him. Not in your circumstances. Not in your situation. Uh, but in the sovereignty of God this morning that you can get your direction from Him and if He's our God we get our direction if He's our God we get our dwelling where we stop is up to Him where we put down our tent stakes is up to Him how long we stay there is up to Him how long we abide in the storm is up to him. It didn't catch God by surprise uh, that Paul was in the deep 14 days and nights. It was already ordained of God. I understand that somebody sinned and disobeyed the command of God, uh, but the sovereignty of God uh, knew the storm was going to come and he already had it taken care of and he already provided a way out. He already had a barbarous people uh, that didn't even know anything about him on an island over yonder called Melita uh, gathering wood and building a fire and to take care of his man and if God could do that for Paul he can do it for us that's right and if he's the God the best thing about it all I can thank God we ought to rejoice this morning I am in my heart and in my spirit this morning I'm rejoicing that he's the God and that he knows the direction we need to go and he knows the dwelling but thank God if he's the God this morning then he knows the destination he knows where we're going to end up and for the people of God it was the land of Canaan and I'm going to preach this two ways this morning number one there's a Canaan for you down here and if you'll follow him and let your soul rest in him and find joy in him him alone. You'll have no problem of getting to your Canaan land and enjoying the goodness and the fullness of the power of God. But thank God there is a land that's fairer than day. And by faith I see it afar. And I'm glad because he is God. And he's in control. And he's charting the course. It's already been charted. There's no detours. There's no questions. God already knows and we're going to make it one day after a while. And so thank God this morning that He's the God. But then I want to say, and I just got to, I'm going to preach how the Lord put it in my heart. He just told me to go through the Word of God and study about these times that the cloud was mentioned. The first time it's mentioned, it's that God was their God. The second time it's mentioned, it was that God was their guard. He was protecting them. He already knew the dangers before they ever got there. And the second time we read about it, they get over yonder to the Red Sea and Pharaoh's done angry. And he said, I'm going to get them. And they ain't never going to make it out yonder to worship their God. He said, I've got them now. The Red Sea's before them. I'm behind them and there's nothing that they can do. And the people get upset. They said, Moses, we've done what God said to do. We have followed you and followed God. And sometimes in our life we come against difficulties. Or we come up against Red Sea experiences. And our flesh wants to question. And our flesh wants to grumble complain. They said, well, there are not enough graves in Egypt. Did 
they not kill enough of us in our hard labor down there for you to bring us out here in the wilderness for Pharaoh to kill us all he said it's your fault that we've come to this place Moses went to God said what am I supposed to do and God didn't say march forward God said tell the people to stand still and see my salvation now it's not too easy to stand still in the army of the enemies pursuing hot on your trail and God knew that I'm glad this morning God knows my weakness and he knows my frailty and he knows my faith and he knows my fears and he knows my failures and he knows my faults thank God this morning but I'm glad God said just tell him to hang out and the Bible said the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud picked up from in front of them and went behind them it was a wall to them but light to the people it was darkness to Pharaoh but light to the Israelites I'm going to tell you this morning you may be up against the Red Sea and you can't cross but thank God this morning he's the God he's making a way he'll take care of you you may feel like you're going to perish just hang on a minute God's in control and he's going to take care of you thank God I don't know I'll be honest with you, 100% honest. I don't know if it's for anybody else this morning or if I just need to preach to myself. And I'm not being selfish, but if I just need to preach to myself, that's okay. It's feeling pretty good in my heart this morning. I thank the Lord. It's a whole lot different than it was Wednesday night. But we just got to rest in Him. I know He's in control. You may be up against it, but thank God that same cloud, that's a guide in you. It will guard you in your hour of trouble. They come across the Red Sea. God shuts up the Red Sea on Pharaoh, drowns him and all his armies. They come over on the other side. Moses begins to sing. And all the people join in with him and say his sister joins in. And she adds the Lord out around the horse and his rider in the midst of the sea. I mean, it's all glory and wonderfulness. You ought to think there'd be no griping and no grumbling and no complaining. The Lord's guided them this far. The Lord guarded them against Pharaoh. But they are in the flesh, just like you and I are. And we can be hard on the children of Israel. But we better be a realist about our day and about where we're living and about the same flesh we're living in and God's guided us and there's been many times God has guarded us but still yet our flesh wants to rise up and question God's way and question God's will and the people rose up and they said where could we not have stayed in Egypt where at least we had the leeks and the garlics and the cucumbers but they said you Moses have fallen your God have led us out here in the wilderness for us to they said God may have guarded and God may have guided but they said can God furnish us a table in the wilderness I got good news for you the same cloud that guided them and the same cloud that guarded them was the same cloud that gave to them because the Bible said the Lord appeared by the cloud on the tabernacle and he spoke unto Moses and said tell the people to go out in the morning and there'll be quail come from the south and there'll be dew on the ground like unto the hoarfrost he said pick it up and gather and eat I'm glad we're in a dry desert land but I thank God there's somebody that's a walking will us and a given unto us. He's not just our God and He's not just our God but thank God He's the giver and He gives us everything we need to survive. 
You ever felt like you weren't going to survive? You ever felt like the Lord had led you out into a wilderness somewhere to die where you are with no sustenance and no nourishment. But thank God that same God that guided you and guarded you can give unto you and take care of you. The same God that gave them water out of the rock can give water to you and refresh your dry soul in a dry, thirsty land. The same God that gave quail and manna can provide heavenly bread to you and satisfy your hunger. Not just heavenly things, uh, but I serve a God that supplied my material things at times when it looked like there was no way uh, and there's no way to pay the bills and no way to buy the groceries. I'm glad I report to you uh, that God came through and He always comes through. Uh, thank God this morning He's the giver. And Paul said whether I abound or whether I suffer need, he said I can be content because I know God will and has taken care of me. And so he was their God. And he was their guard. And he was their giver. But there came a day where the people transgressed against the Lord and they didn't want to follow anymore. And the Lord said, Well, you just go, they want to do it their way. Have you ever wanted to do it your way? And the Lord said, well, just tell them to go on. Go on in the land. I'll send the hornets. I'll drive out the Canaanites and the Hivites and all of them. All of your enemies. He said, but I'm not going with you. I'll send my angel, but I'm not going with you. And Moses fell on his face. And the Bible said the cloud appeared. And Moses said, Lord, can I just find some grace in your sight? He said, how else will these people know that we belong to You if You don't go with us. And He said, I beseech Thee, O Lord, show me Your glory. Lord, not that I deserve it. Not that we deserve it because we've grumbled and we've griped and we've complained and we've transgressed against Your commandment. But I'm glad that same cloud that was their God, their guard, and their giver, I'm glad He had grace on the people of God on that day. But Moses said, Lord, if You just let me find some grace in Your sight, that unmerited favor I do not deserve. But Lord, I need grace and this people needs grace to go into the land that you've given for us to go. I want to say this morning thank God for grace. I'm glad that cloud gives grace. When I want to do it my way and things don't turn out right, I'm glad for grace. When I try to go another direction, I'm glad for grace. When I grumble and complain, I'm glad for grace. Thank God there's joy in the journey because of grace this morning. It was in that same scripture that the Lord told Moses, He said, there's a place by me. He said, I'll hide you in the rock. And when I pass by, I'll remove my hand and let you see my back parts for that nobody can see of the face of God and live. I'm going to tell you, I'm glad there's a place by Him for you. And the only way to get there is by grace. It's not that we deserve it, that we've earned it or ever could, but thank God this morning for grace. There came a time. I just got two more things on my heart to give you, and I'm done. There came a time, just a few chapters later, in the history of the people of God, 
two occasions back to back pretty well, just a few chapters apart, that the people again thought they knew more than God. Not only did they know more than God, but they knew more than God's man. Miriam and Aaron, his own brother and sister, rose up against him and questioned his authority to be the man of God. And the Bible said that the cloud appeared. And when it departed, that Miriam became white with leprosy. And all the people saw it, and they feared. You say, what happened? God was grieved, and His chastisement came down upon the people of God. And then a few chapters later, there's a few men, one by the name of Korah, uh, two more by the name of Dathan and Abiram. They decided that Moses was not the man of God. That they would get their own man and do their own thing and go their own way. And they stirred up the people against Moses. And a portion of the people separated themselves from Moses. And in doing so, they separated themselves from God. And they sided with Korah and Dathan and Abiram. And Moses said, the cloud appeared. And God told him what to do. And Moses said, separate yourselves. Therefore, whoever's on the Lord's side, come to me. Whoever's on their side, go to them. And he said, let it be a testimony that the earth open up and take you down to the pit and the Bible said while he spoke the cloud appeared there was a great rumbling and the earth opened up and swallowed them and closed back up and all the people said God forgive us the Lord's God and Moses is his man God was grieved and the people were chastised because of it I'm going to tell you you say preacher you're preaching about joy in the journey I know that and there are times in my life because of my actions Because of what I do and sometimes because of what I don't do, God is grieved with me. And the chastising hand of God comes down upon me. And here's how the writer Hebrews said, No chastisement for the present seemeth joyful. There doesn't seem to be any joy. I'm sure the people were not jumping around according to Scripture and shouting and giving glory when Miriam turned leprous and when the earth opened up and swallowed up Korah. But the writer said, but afterward it preceded the fruitful peace and fruits of righteousness. There's a joy in chastisement because it's a testimony unto us that we are the sons of God. For he said, if ye be without chastisement, whereof all, all the people of God are partakers in your bastards and not sons. But thank God, God dealeth with us according as He deals with His children. It produces joy in us. It's a joy. Paul said, don't despise the chastening of the Lord. For everyone the Lord loveth, He correcteth and scourgeth every son He receiveth. I'm not glorying in God being grieved by our lives, but we can find joy in the fact that He don't leave us to ourselves and to wallow in our sin and wallow in our shortcomings and never come to us again and leave us feeling broken, leave us feeling helpless, leave us feeling abandonment. Thank God He grants us repentance and there's restoration and fellowship is restored and He deals with us as His child and there's joy in that. Thank God for it. Then I want to say, and I'm done. One of the last appearances of the cloud comes in the book of Deuteronomy when Moses, the man of God, is fixing to go off the scene. And God manifests Himself in the cloud again. And He calls for Moses and for Joshua. 
And he said, Moses, you're going to be gathered to your fathers. And you're going to die. He said, but Joshua, the son of Nun, thy minister, he will lead the people into the land. He said, encourage him and tell him that I'll be with him just like I was with you. You say, what does that mean, preacher? Well, I don't know. Other preachers can preach it however the Lord lets them see it, I guess. But I look out over this congregation, and the Lord let me do that this week. I can rest in Him, knowing that there's a guarantee for generations to come that the same God that did it for me, the same God that came by my way on about Thursday morning when I felt like throwing up the white flag and saying I'm done and I can't do it anymore, the same God that spoke comfort to me when I was in my storm, I'm glad He'll be the same God when it comes time for them to need comfort. And when it comes time, the same God that saved me will save them when it comes time for them to be saved. The same God that supplied for me will be the same God that supplies for them. And God told Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. And that was a guarantee for generations to come from the cloud that God could do for them what He's done for us. I can find joy in the journey in that. Oh, we can look around, and I'm done this morning as far as I know. We can look around at the the shape the world's in, the turmoil of our nation and our country, and I'm not pleased about that, but it is a reality of our day. And there's no joy to be found in it. There's no joy in the economy. There's no joy... In the stock market, there's no joy. In the election, there's no joy in any of that. But I thank God this morning, there's joy in Him. And knowing that however long, I don't know, however long time lasts, however many more generations may come across of the earth, I'm glad the same God can be and will be God for them. It has been God for us and all those that have come before. And I can find joy in that. Sometimes I find myself getting too caught up in circumstances. And in present situation. And I find myself, and I understand at least in part, that it's natural to worry about your children. It's natural to fear for their future. But I'm glad this morning that we don't have to fear. God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we can find joy in the guarantee that the same God that's been God for us will be and is God for them. All these little kids we got on the pews that are growing up all kinds of different ages at all kinds of different areas in their life. I'm glad the same God that's been God for us is God for them. It's not that He will be God for them. He is God for them. He is. He said the God of Moses will be the God of Joshua. I'm glad this morning that the God of our Moses is the God of our Joshua's. I can find joy in that. I don't know if it's done you any good, if it's helped you, encouraged you. I pray it has. But if nothing else, and I'm not trying to be selfish this morning, but God let me see there's joy in the journey when we rest in Him. We can have that. There's joy in that godliness with contentment. It brings great gain. And the gain that's brought is joy in the journey. Resting in Him. That's what we sang this morning. Hold to God's unchanging hand. All the world around us changes. But I'm glad we serve a God that never changes. We can rest in Him.
We can be guided by Him. He wants you to submit to Him and let Him guide and order your steps. Every one of them. He wants to tell you when to turn right. Wants to tell you how many steps to take. Wants to tell you when to stop. Wants to tell you how long to stay. And if you'll submit yourself to His guidance, you'll find joy in the journey. And even though His guidance may bring you to Red Seas, and His guidance may lead you through wilderness places, I'm glad you'll find everything else you need in Him. As you get there, He's already got it before you ever get there. Before you ever got to your Red Sea, before they ever got to theirs, God already had a way. Before they ever found themselves without food in the wilderness, God already had a way. Before they ever got to any of the problems they encountered, God already had a way. And as hard as it is for my mind to get wrapped around the fact that before God ever brought them out of Egypt, He saw way down yonder in the wilderness when they would disobey and rebel and it would grieve Him and He would have to chastise them. Still yet, He brought them up out of Egypt and led them toward Canaan. And I'm amazed to know of all the things that I've done in my life that have been grieving in the sight of God that he knew as a 16-year-old boy when he saved me before then on a Tuesday night on bended knee what I'd be today and how I'd fail and how I'd come short. He knew what would go on Wednesday night and all the other services that I'd failed him before then and yet he saved me and brought me out anyway. I think this morning I'll just rest in him and find joy in the journey. You can have it. The, the Christian journey does not have to be a journey of drudgery and dread and worry and fear and restlessness. It can be a journey of joy if you'll rest in Him. Submit yourself to Him and trust that He has everything you need for the journey. Father, I thank You this morning for the privilege and the opportunity to have been in Your house with Your people. I thank You, Lord, for each one that's come this way and their presence in the house of God. I appreciate you, Lord, this